Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Kara Lee. She's the founder and CEO of the Well Community for Women. Based in San Diego, California, and expanding nationwide, the Well is the first of its kind nonprofit community offering co-working space, special events, workshops, and so much more for women and all kids programming and enrichment classes. Prior to launching The Well, Kara served as the creative director for children's programming. Kara is a classified, tra- classically trained vocalist, and she is passionate about connecting women and children to their purpose and helping people heal from past trauma. Kara resides in San Diego with her husband and her three children. Welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So um, the Well Community, why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, why you started um, the Well Community? Awesome. Okay, so basically I was at Chick-fil-A in the play place looking for friends for my children. And I met a woman in there who just so happened to be from Houston also. And we're in San Diego. It was crazy. Um, And her dad was connected with where I used to work and just, it was wild. So basically she kind of had this initial idea for the co-working with childcare. And then I came in and brought my big production dreams to it and kind of took it to this level, brought in the idea of bringing in nonprofit partnerships and even staying as a nonprofit just to keep costs really low for women because childcare crisis is that childcare costs so much money. And so there's this epidemic inside of the epidemic of childcare costs being so expensive. So many women are leaving the workforce that even though my background is not in business, um, I just really felt like I was called to help women meet needs for them that they didn't even know how to meet. And I just saw a need and I said, yes, even though I had no idea what co-working space with childcare actually really consisted of. And now it's just turned into a place that is really more of a community center and just doing so much stuff for the community and women and children. It is, it's unbelievable. And it is not kind of the initial idea has just evolved, grown immeasurably. And um, that's kind of how it started. I was looking for community. I found it and now I'm running it. And my business partner moved to Idaho. So I'm in charge now. (laughs) So it's terrific. You created your own community out of a need. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So you, you, um, you talk about, um, connecting women and children to their purpose and helping he- people heal from past trauma. Why don't you talk a little bit about why that's one of your focuses? Yeah, I feel like, the well, I'm from the South. And so in Texas, there is a very big performance mentality of people trying to be, appear as if they're better off than they actually are. And what it does is it draws people into further isolation because we're pretending we're okay. And it's like a double threat because it's like, okay, I'm not okay, but I'm also having to do this whole facade thing and wear this mask like I'm fine. And I think that that's the answer to community and why we need it is that we need to be able to come to a place 
where we show up our authentic self. And there's not very many places in the world where there's there's it's not safe to do that in a lot of communities. Um, I used to work at a church and, and even in the church, as kind as it's supposed to be, I never found a place that I could actually share what I was going through and, and break and fall apart. Like it just was, it didn't feel safe. And, you know, we're all just walking around down there, just pretending that we're fine and putting on our jewelry and our lipstick and our pearls and showing up to places and totally broken inside, but having to wear a smile. And so that was always very important to me. And when I heard the statistics of 29 pre-pandemic in 2019, the rising suicide rates, the three top suicide rates in 2019 were teenage teenagers, construction workers, and stay-at-home moms. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, I struggled with little bouts of postpartum, not, not terrible, but I know that that is like a very big deal for women that they can't really talk about because all the other moms are posting on Instagram how awesome their life is and their highlight reel and how great their kids look and their matching outfits. And the other women who are struggling with depression or anxiety are sitting there looking at the highlight reel of these people's lives and thinking that they are falling apart because they look so different in comparison. And so for me, that was like a huge reason that I continued to push even when things got really hard for us because as a nonprofit, raising money has been really difficult. Um, and just getting the word out and trying to, you know, do this thing has been really hard. And so in that, I just saw this great need that I could be a part of. Um, and then I'm also just passionate about the idea that like we, you know, we sacrifice a lot when we stay at home with our children. And the world since COVID has asked us to do that even more than we really wanted to do because so many women had to leave their jobs to be the main caretaker um, because the world shut down. And so in that, you know, we, we pushed this, this problem of depression and anxiety on, on stay-at-home moms, like even higher. And what they're doing is they're missing what they, you know, most of us went to college or high school at the very, you know, and got our, got our, you know, our degrees or our certifications to do jobs. And like, we've, we've stopped doing that stuff in so many ways. And I feel like pieces of us, certain of us, some women are so thrilled to be stay at home moms and that totally satisfies their soul. But some of us who have big dreams feel like we're dying at home and that our purpose has just like kind of left us in some way, even though it's so noble to be a mom, there's parts of us that we've trained and learned and focused on that we, we don't get to do because we, stayed home, you know? So what we've done at the well is really give a balance of we're obviously full-time moms. We're always moms 24 hours a day, but we get this little window of time at the well to go and work on our dream too, you know? So that's, that's my big piece on that. Sorry for my soapbox sermon right no, there. I love that. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because, because the, um, I come from a different perspective where I didn't want to be a stay at home mom. I wanted to continue on my career path. And then yeah. the opposite happened for me because I had all this guilt from, from not being a stay at home mom. And there was judgment from other moms that, you know, I'd go pick up my kid once a month and from school and they would just be like, Oh, I could never work full time. And like, it was yeah. like completely opposite. Right. And so, so you have this, uh, this, you know, each side always thinks, you know, the grass is greener, right? And just like yeah. what, you said, what you were talking about, you see people on social media. And if you're not showing, if you're not portraying that everything's perfect and you show that things are not perfect, 
then you get judged for it, right? On how right. you're parenting. So there's, you can never do it right according to other right. people. Um, so I right. like that you have this community where people can actually meet in, in, in person and start, you know, start this community so they can start sharing their stories. Exactly. And we've had so much of that. I mean, we had my favorite story of all is that there is a girl who was on meth and she had been eight days clean off meth because we have these nonprofit partnerships. We have eight nonprofits that we work with for women coming out of crisis. So trafficking, homelessness, domestic violence. These are the groups that we are working with to provide scholarships to women and children in need to come to our programs. And so one of the girls came and she was clean off meth for eight days. And, you know, she did really well for about 20 days and then fell off the wagon again. But then when I came back into town from a summer vacation, I walked in the back and I was like, she goes, Kara, I'm back. And I was like, me too. And she was like, no, I'm back. And I have a plan. I'm going to give money, donate to the well. Anytime I raise enough money to use drugs, I'm going to donate my drug money to the well. And within two weeks, she had given us a thousand dollars. Talk about a life transformation. So that's the kind of stuff that we're experiencing. We are watching moms get refreshed and put their oxygen mask off, you know, on in our space and getting a little bit of work done and just having that me time and sitting there and doing this stuff that they feel great about to then go to their children and be refreshed because they put their oxygen mask on and now they can go put their kids on. And it's, it's, it's making families happier because mom is getting that time that as much as we say, I don't want to be selfish with my time. You know, my kids need me and I'm going to give them all of me. That's not the best version of you. The best version of you is a rested, filled up version, fulfilled in your purpose and your calling. Like that is the version of us that our kids want to see. Our kids don't want our fumes and our exhaustion. They want us to show up as great as we can and be the best moms we can be. And when we are filled and fulfilled, we are better parents. And so what we're watching is families just become happy and free and lively. And like mom's sitting there for three hours or six hours, however long she wants to stay. And when she leaves, she's just giddy. Like I got so much done, you know? And so it's, it's so fun to watch. Like I'm, I love my life right now. So (laughs) (laughs) that is so great when you love what you do too. And you're right. Your, your children want to see you happy. Um, You know, I went through some depression uh, when they were younger and I was going through a divorce and I was just miserable and I was drinking and and when I started yeah. to turn my life around, I remember one day playing the Wii, the game, you know, with my kids and I was happy and we were having such a good yeah. time. And I literally can see my kids. I'll never forget the looks on their faces like they were pure joy because they saw their mom being happy. And um, you know, uh, I wrote about that in my memoir and I just I can visualize it today. And so everything you say is absolutely, you know, on point. So I, I want to ask yeah, you a little bit. So, yeah. so what do you do? You talked a little bit about having depression yourself, uh, but things are great now. What do you do to maintain balance uh, while you're running this company? What are some of the things you do to make sure that you stay in check? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's a lot. I I feel like one of the the biggest things that I do in my time is 
Wednesday, I do a little workout um, every day. Kara, we're losing you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Let me turn my Wi-Fi off. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. much Is that better. better. Yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. So, okay, you'll go. Um. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, I wake up. Where did I lose you? Uh, right Where's when you were answering the question. Okay. So basically I just said, I get up and I journal, I spend some time in prayer and just really reset my mind personally. And I, you know, let my kids like they wake up and they go do their own thing, read a book, watch a video, whatever. I take that time to myself and then they're in and out of my room, which they're in and out right now. If you can hear the wrestling, um, <laughs> but they, they will come in and they'll come in and out and I homeschool. So I'll start a couple subjects with them and then I'll just do a workout. Like I'll do a yoga or, you know, even if it's 10 minutes, I, it, that for me has, is like taking a happy pill. Um, and I'm not struggling with that currently, but it does tend to be that my days that start that way with getting my me time, getting a little workout in and being with my children in the mornings and drinking my coffee and all this stuff, it really does change the day. If I give myself that time, if I don't give myself that time, I'm rushed and frantic and stressed. And it puts the whole day on on a trajectory that I don't feel good about. And so I'm very disciplined to wake up in the morning and have that routine of quiet and still and, um, and the workout, it, it's a game changer. Um, and there's some days you can't do that and they end up being harder days. Honestly, I can see a huge difference when I commit that morning time to myself and, and to just really meditate and think on my life and where I want to be and how, whose lives I want to change and what kind of influence I want to have. And it's been a game changer changer that starting starting your day is your own inspiration is is the best way to start right it keeps you going yeah yeah exactly exactly it's got it's it's crucial I mean we want to sleep in because we think we'll be a better person because we got all the hours of sleep but in reality it's that morning reset for me that changes everything yeah when when I was doing that with my kids when uh, they, when they got old enough, I would actually incorporate them in my meditations and, um, you know, in my yoga sessions at home, which, you know, yeah. they, I would just be like, just, just be quiet, just stay next to me and you could do what I'm doing. And, um, yeah. they, they would come sometimes, but it, you know, even allowing that, that space for myself, even if they were there. So, so you don't forget it because we have to make ourselves a priority, uh, because that's yeah. how we impact others in a, in a much better way. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so we are at a time. Um, any parting words for the audience? I'm just excited that you're doing this. I think it's just that there's a lot of people focusing on, you know, mental health and women's stuff right now. And it just feels so good that we are talking about the things that have kind of sat in silence for a really long time. Um, we, you know, mental health, it was taboo for so long and it feels like we're finally getting to a place where we can be open and, and, and convey those things and say, Hey, I'm not okay. I will be, but I'm not right now. And I think it's just really awesome awesome what you're doing and um, just focusing on women and everything is it's it's just awesome I'm really grateful to visit with y'all today thank you and you're the, doing the same same kind of work I absolutely love it supporting our women and children um yes any better than that where can people find you Kara 
So our website is www. and it's long, but it's all the words spelled out. So www.thewellcommunityforwomen.org or on Instagram, it's at the well community for women. So always the full name. And if you Google search that, you'll find the Instagram, Facebook website, Um, but we're in San Diego. So if you live in San Diego, come see us. Sounds great. Thank you, Kara. It's been great having you on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.